Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Launch School Podcast. My name is Callie, and I'm still wading through the wonder and overwhelm that is Capstone. Have you ever stopped to wonder about the different kinds of people who go to Launch School? While only knowing a small fraction of our student body, I've still met people from all kinds of walks of life. An NHL player, a poker player, not surgeon, different one, a ballroom dancer, a high school science teacher, someone in high school, someone who did core while doing their senior year of university, a philosopher, a high school dropout, someone with a PhD. Isn't that crazy? I know we harp on this, but it just needs to be repeated. The community here is something else. And in today's Bytes episode, we took some broad brushstrokes and spoke to three students in three very different life stages. How did they find launch school? What's easy for them as a student? What's harder for them? What do they all have in common? What life stages do they represent? And who even are these students? Well, I guess you'll just have to find out the hard way. Well, hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Really appreciate having you here. Great to be here. I just wanted to start out with, can you just tell us about yourself? Maybe some students at Launch School have met you, maybe some of them haven't. How would you describe yourself and your current life stage right now? My name is Tyler. Um, I'm a high school student at Lowell High School, and I'm from San Francisco. I think I've been at Launch School for about a year and a half, and I really love programming. Nice. So whereabouts are you in the curriculum right now? I'm in JS225 right now. I haven't finished the object-oriented assessment yet, so I still have that to do, but I have one whole entire kind of course and assessment left in the curriculum. So I'm coming to the end of the front end courses, but I'm not quite there yet. So you're doing that the same time you're going to school. I am. I am. Although school just started and I'm still just trying to get back up to speed on how to do in-person learning and stuff like that. So I haven't been doing launch school yet uh, because school just started last week, but I think that during the year, I will pick it back up again. I did it last year. Awesome. How did that go? Because I mean, it's not like you don't have homework every day, right? So yeah, I did have homework every day. It went, um, well, there'd be times when I didn't have homework to do necessarily. So I'd have some pockets of time where I'd be able to put to launch school. And because I was at home and not in school, there would be sometimes time between classes and sometimes time during classes when my teachers wouldn't need to be there. And then there'd be time after school that I could contribute to it because I wasn't at school having to do after school activities or things like that. So all those pieces of time would kind of add up and I'd be able to do about two to four hours a day. So that's kind of how I went about that. That's awesome. That makes sense. So then what what drew you initially to launch school? I think you, you said earlier that you really enjoy programming. How did that start? And then what made you go to launch school specifically? So I'd been programming for a long time. I started with Code.org, which you may or may not have heard of. It's a kind of an introductory programming class for kids that they have. And then there's Code Academy, which you mm. may be familiar with because it's part of the launch school curriculum. And then I worked up and did the Michael Hartle Ruby on Rails tutorial. But I kept, I kept wanting more, and I found launch school because my dad had discovered it because he had done Tea Leaf Academy, which is what it was before. And so he had, he oh, showed nice. it to me. And so then I researched what it was now. And I really liked how they were very focused on fundamentals. And then they also focused on problem solving. And I really wanted that because I wanted to be able to apply what I learned at Launch School to learn other languages and not just be limited to a few different tools that I had. So that was something that I really liked about the curriculum. And so I chose to go with them. That's awesome. 
And have you, have you found, I mean, it sounds like you have, but I, I still feel the need to ask. Have you found that to be true that you're like actually being in launch school? Yeah. I really am learning how to solve problems. Yeah, for sure. I remember at the beginning of the curriculum, I really wasn't very good at solving problems with code. That was definitely something I struggled with because at that time I was just trying to figure out the syntax and I couldn't really express things in code and really create comprehensive solutions to problems. Uh, but by the end of kind of, I think RB 101, I was starting to get an idea of how to solve problems. So I definitely do think they taught me how to do that. And I wouldn't have known before. Hmm. So JST 25, that's the, that's the second to last course in Ruby track. I think so. Yeah, JS225. And then there's one other one where I think they bring together all the front end materials and yeah. show you how to use it. But it's yeah, painful, but you're going to do great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. So far, I think in the front end courses, it's just been HTML and JavaScript. Mm-hmm. So what are, your, what are your goals after launch school? Is there something you want to do immediately or eventually? Well, I think there's three things that come to mind when I think of this. Um, the first one would be an internship. Obviously, I'd love to do that since it'd be hard for me to get like a full-time job since I'm obviously still in high school. So an internship would be amazing. I'd love to do that because I'd be able to apply what I learned to actually solve something in the real world. And then I'd also get some professional experience, which is something that not a lot of high schoolers get. So I think that'd be very cool. Another thing would be, I would be interested in doing capstone, although it sounds like that'd be kind of hard for me to do because I wouldn't be necessarily looking for a job afterwards. So mm -hmm. that could be hard. And then a third thing would be computer science competitions, which is something I just found out about now that I'm back in high school. So there are some of those that go on. I think there's like this thing called a hackathon and some others. So those would be cool to do as well if I had the opportunity. I like those, those three options. And yeah, I'm just like, man, I wish I had your forethought when I was your age. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. And I think I think all three of those things would serve you well. Um, kind of on the other side, what do you think, maybe this has to do with your age or maybe it has nothing to do with your age, but what do you find that you struggle with at launch school? Maybe in learning or kind of anything? I think one thing at the beginning for me was the interview assessment format, that was definitely something I had to get used to. And I, I had not really done anything like that. So there was really no way for me to prepare except to just do it. So I did it. I received a not yet. And I spent like a week preparing again, getting ready to do the interview assessment again. And I passed. So it was a really amazing learning experience for me. And I remember that as being a very important moment for me at launch school was, mm. you know, getting the not yet and then really working to develop my problem solving ability and getting used to the interview assessments. Uh, another thing for me was I didn't go through it with a cohort, cohort of students because I would stop for like multi-month periods and I wouldn't be able mm. to keep up with the people. So I'd have to find new people as I went along. I didn't have like a set study group as I guess some people have when they go through it. So those are two things that come to me now. I mean, obviously there's challenges along the way that happened, but I think those are two overarching ones. Right. No, that makes sense. So then on the flip side, what are things you feel like you excel at or maybe naturally or just things that you enjoy a lot more? Or what are really things that are really going good, you think? I think two things that I excelled at and were really important for me to do it at my age and what I'm in my stage of life is uh, staying disciplined and 
yeah, I think staying disciplined and managing my time was one of them because obviously I had high school, I had sports, things like that, responsibilities to my family. So there were definitely, I definitely needed to manage my time and find spots to do it and not, you know, waste it because I only had so much. So that was definitely something that was important for me. Another thing was staying motivated uh, and, you know, continuing to progress in the curriculum and not getting slowed down in any sections. But yeah, I really enjoyed programming. So I think that was easier for me to do. But yeah, staying motivated and managing my time were two very important things for me. And I think I did pretty well. at. I think that's something that a lot of people mention even, I mean, no matter what life stage they're in, that's something they either hopefully they're good at or they really struggle with, but it really impacts their performance at launch school for reasons you already mentioned. Yeah. So if someone in your age group or your life stage, like in high school, if they came to you and were like, Tyler, I really want to do launch school. What advice or counsel would you give them or how would you walk them through that thought process? Well, I'd start by making sure they understood uh, how much of a commitment launch school was because it's not really a it's, it's not something you can just kind of start and then kind of stop. You really got to go all the way through it. And so mm-hmm. you really, I really want to make sure they were in it for the long haul and ready to make the long-term commitment that you need to do. Um, another thing would be how much time they really had to go through it. I'd want to make sure that they could manage their time well enough and find spots of time to do it. And then I think the third thing would be their interest, obviously, because if they're putting in all that time and energy, you definitely want to have them be interested in what they're learning. And so I'd want to make sure that they were very motivated uh, and ready to launch school. Yeah, I think those are three pretty important things that I would want them to think about. Thank you. I also, this is me just being curious. This isn't even in my notes, so you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. (laughs) But I'm just curious. I don't know how to say this. Let me think. I hope the answer is no, of course not. But I guess, did you ever feel out of place being younger than a lot of people at launch school? Or did you feel welcomed the whole time? And like, yeah, yeah, these are my people. It's fine. Um, I think I felt that way more towards the end. At the beginning, I felt like, yeah, I was kind of someone younger in the program. Uh, and so at the beginning, I really just wanted to get into the material and see if I could really understand it and do as well as I thought I might be able to. So definitely, I think at the beginning, I felt not quite part of the group because of the age difference primarily, but I enjoyed how self-directed it was because you really Mm -hmm. had to do it kind of by yourself and there was a lot of reading and it wasn't in person kind of. So when I started, I just really wanted to focus on getting through some of the material and proving that I could do it first. Uh, But as it progressed, I felt more and more comfortable with the community I was in. And I think now I feel pretty good and accepted. I always, I always kind of thought I'd be helped out and accepted, but I, you know, I didn't at first feel completely comfortable with the idea of being in a group of all adults. Cause I was still in middle school at that time. I'm now in high school. So yeah, those are my thoughts there. Well, I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I mean, you, you handle yourself very well. You have a lot of confidence. And I think you have a lot of ability. And I'll just say you definitely belong at Lodge School. And it's a privilege to have you here. Thank you. So, Well, those are all my questions. But is there anything else you'd like to share or add or anything else that you'd like to tell us? I don't think there's anything that comes to mind right now. I think those were some great questions you had. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to ask me? Yeah, I, um, I just honestly, I just admire you. 
And I just, you're setting yourself up for success in a lot of ways, even beyond just the technical skills, just your study habits. And yeah, I, I want everyone to listen to this podcast and be inspired. So yeah. One other thing I can think about is the precision of language that law school requires on their assessments. I think it's definitely Mm -hmm. helped me. Like when I'm writing responses now to things in school, I think I have a different perspective uh, on it and really make sure that my words align with what I'm trying to say because of kind of how nitpicky the launch school assessments can be and how much you need to be very precise and um, focused on what you're talking about. So, Mm. yeah, that's definitely a life skill. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tyler. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best as you finish up the core curriculum and then to go more awesome things. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me here. So today I have Chelsea here with me, and thank you so much for joining me, Chelsea. First, I just wanted to start out with, can you just tell us about yourself? So kind of what life stage are you at right now, and how would you describe where you are? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. So I am 38, and I am sort of at the point in my life where I have had a couple of different careers, quite a bit of prior education, frankly, for the, for the various careers that I've pursued. But, you know, I'm kind of just at a point where I'm really ready to settle into something. What I'm looking for right now most in a career is just something that's really stable, frankly, something that's financially solvent, and also something that I can enjoy doing, but not be so immersed in it that I can't have a life outside of it. So that's kind of what I'm looking for and where I'm at in my life. Also, you know, close enough to retirement and things like 401ks actually sound important (laughs) (laughs) in a way that they sort of maybe didn't a while back. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, that makes sense. So then what drew you to software engineering specifically? And then what drew you to launch school? Well, it was all kind of at once. I have kind of a unique situation. My husband actually went through a transition career-wise and became a Ruby developer. When we were first starting dating, he was pursuing that transition. And I actually found Tea Leaf for him, which is the kind of first incarnation of a lunch school. I mean, I being the helpful girlfriend at that point sort of was researching and found that. And he went through that and he, of course, stayed in touch. Oh, wow. And, you know, I can honestly say I'm in the Seattle area or have been and software development, web development, computer stuff, tech stuff, there's a lot of stigma around it. And that's kind of unfortunate because I don't know, honestly, if I would have considered it as a career if I hadn't seen the lifestyle that's provided for my husband and how much success and happiness he's gotten out of it. So then I started looking into it. And what was really appealing to me specifically about launch school is that it's focus on mastery and it's focus on making sure that, no, you're really going to know this when you finish. That was a huge appeal. I'm someone that has had a fair amount of retraining educationally. And, you know, so often you don't walk away really completely understanding the material. You've got the piece of paper that says that you do. But, you know, when you actually get out in the field, you really quickly realize like, oh, geez, I have a lot of learning to do. And then also just not being on the hook, not having to commit to the whole program without knowing whether you like it. And if I sign up and six months in, I'm just like, this isn't for me. Yeah, I will have spent a little bit of money, but I don't have thousands of dollars in debt. And I have an easy out. I think that that is something that was really appealing to me after, again, multiplicational redos. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes sense. Where are you in the curriculum right now? I'm still pretty early. And so I am on Ruby 139. So study exam. I 
don't have any doubts at this point. I love it. It's great. That's awesome. I mean, three classes in is pretty deep. That RB109 is not for the faint of heart. So (laughs) you make it past there that I'm like, ah, they're serious. Right? Absolutely. So what are your goals after launch school? What are you kind of looking at to do? I already know I enjoy the work. And of course, the more you learn, the more you know difficult and there's going to be more layers. But I, I do enjoy the day-to-day work and that's huge for me. So having a job I can enjoy. But I really would like to settle into a career with a company that values work-life mm-hmm. balance and that has some benefits, just you know, values quality of life. Launch School has really awakened inside of me is just a desire for a really collaborative work environment Mm. rather than a competitive one. Of course, there's always that competition. There's always promotions. There's always things like that. But like I say, I'm really just kind of looking for a career that I can like settle into and hopefully stay with, you know, for the next 30 years. Yeah. Was Capstone a thing when your husband did? Tea Leaf? Launch School as a whole wasn't even a thing. So Tea Leaf was kind of just a little bit of a prep that he did. And then he wound up doing the boot camp. When you're in the process of deciding if Launch School is right for you and you're going through the material, there's a, a sort of model of the hard way in, you know, starting kind of with those really entry level jobs. And because Launch School wasn't a thing yet, that is closer to what my husband had to do. That is what happens. You do wind up in those more foot in the door kind of jobs if you just went a boot camp because tea leaf was kind of more of a, a prep. Mm. But I definitely want to do capstone, assuming I'm uh, able to. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I think it'll be interesting. It's just so cool that it's your husband who did it at such a different version. Yeah, I think that's cool. You guys can compare stuff real time. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So is there anything you feel like you struggle with at launch school? Maybe because of the life stage you're in? Honestly, the biggest challenge with Launch School is also value that Launch School has, which is such a different approach to education. My entire educational history, and again, I do have a bit of it, courses have not been aimed at mastery. They've been aimed at get the good grade, forget what you knew last time, cram for the next thing, move on. And also they've been frankly, really punitive. You know, if you get an A, you're good. You did a good job. There's sort of a moralistic quality to it. If you get, you know, a lower grade, you did a bad job. There's some moralistic quality to that. You know, launch school's approach, it's you've learned it or you haven't. And you have to keep going until you get mm-hmm. it. If you are someone who is is conditioned to sort of think, oh, getting an A the first time, learning it really fast or are morally good or are, yeah. are, you know, advantageous things, I think that can be hard to not go too hard on yourself and and recognize, oh, no, I need to take the time. But one thing that's kind of nice is that as you're learning to code, there's so many life lessons (laughs) that come just out of coding. And one of the things that helps me when I'm feeling a little stuck with why am I not getting this quickly enough? Or why am I not moving on is just remembering, you know, if you're writing code, it works or it doesn't. And sometimes you write something and it just clicks and it's good. And other times you really have to sit with it. If you're being honest with yourself, you've really, you've done the work and you understand it or you don't. I think that that's what Launchable instills. I can't guess how long it's going to take me, but it'll get done. And when it is done, it's so much better than saying, okay, well, this code doesn't actually really work (laughs) and doesn't actually do what it's supposed to, but I guess it's fine. You've got to really do the work. That's the value, I think, of Launchable, but it's also the, the harder do you feel like there's something that is easier for you? The education you've had in the past did not set you up for success and mastery. You've had to relearn how to learn in a lot of ways. But do you feel like there's something that has set you up? Like, man, I really excel at this, or this is just easier for me or something like that. The one thing that has helped me is I do feel like I have a good handle on when I need to step away from something. And that's not something I used to be good at when I was younger. I was sort of like nose to the grindstone, you know, no breaks (laughs) until you get it. 
ultimately, half the time, if you're working on a problem and you're stuck and you go for a walk for an hour, when you come back, it's not nearly as hard as it was. And if you keep digging and digging and digging, it's only going to get worse. So being self-aware enough, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better about being self-aware to say, no, I'm really just being lazy right now. Or no, I actually just need space from this problem. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with walking away for a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. The magic of walks. They solve so many problems that nothing else will. (laughs) So if someone in, let's say your age group or just someone in your life stage is considering launch school, or maybe they're already in it, what's advice or some encouragement you think you'd like to share with them? I think the biggest thing that I would say is just don't put yourself in a box. I have always thought of myself as not that great at mathy, sciencey stuff. My previous education, I did my undergrad and I majored in philosophy, but then I went to law school and I've also been a massage therapist. And those are all, you know, very like arty, wordy, not sciencey things. And that was also one of the things with launch school not being you know, where you were locked into finishing the whole program just because you started that was appealing to me. I don't know if I can do this. And I had so many doubts about myself, you know, really locked into thinking like, I learned this way, I can't learn this. Don't do that to yourself. Because I really believe that it's just a matter of putting in the work and really anyone can do it if you're willing to put in the work. I really think that's true. And it's true, there might be some people that you'll encounter that can get through it a little more quickly, or that it does sort of square with them, um, at least certain parts of it a little more easily than it does for you. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. Give yourself a chance because I really do believe if I can do this, anybody can do it. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that experience. Is there anything else you'd like to share? One of the things that I wish I had really appreciated was just how strong and helpful and supportive the community is. And literally everyone in the community from peers to TAs to Chris, every single person in this program supports each other. I really haven't been in that many other educational situations where you can do that. You can have people who genuinely collaborate and will put time in. If you have a question, complete strangers that you never met before will legitimately invest time in helping you to get it. Hopefully you'll return that down the road when you understand something someone else needs a hand with. But it's really so valuable. And I think it's so helpful, especially because this is a program. If I had known and realized how important that is and how tight-knit this community is, I think that also would have pushed me a little more towards signing up because it's a great community. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think I too have been a part of a lot of like online communities And this is the only one that I can say is a legitimate community, not a reach 400 words word count community. (laughs) So absolutely. (laughs) Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us, Chelsea. And thank you for your time and best of luck with your RB139 exam soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, now I'm here with Bob Rhodes and really appreciate you taking the time for us, Bob. And before actually I ask you to introduce yourself, I do need to say thank you on behalf of, I don't know how many launch school students for your in-depth explanations of your solutions that you submit to the exercises. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you read some of those, did you? Oh, I've read, I've read at least 15 to 30, uh, maybe 20. They've actually clarified a lot for me. So thanks for writing those. You're very welcome. They help me as much as they help anybody. It's part of the reason I write them. So, so I can cut and paste stuff into the assessments. Well, that's a good way to prepare. Uh, so, so tell us about yourself. Well, I, uh, 
got a degree in music back in 1983, decided to get into computers because music didn't pay very well. I wound up selling computers, you know, back in the Apple days. I was there when the first Macintosh came out and so on and so on. Got out of retail, got into programming a bit more, got into training, started teaching classes in various things, uh, wound up for several years running my own consulting business, mainly teaching software development, and in particular Visual Basic 6, which is now pretty much a dead language. Picked up other things, you know, learned more stuff as I went along, picked up one job after another, usually short-term work, and found that I needed to upgrade my skill set after 30 years or so. And uh, said, well, you really need to get better at JavaScript in prim- primarily. And so I took a look at all of the sort of boot camps out there, and I really settled on law school because, you know, they're a really good educational uh, approach. I mean, something I've always agreed with, which is that you have to just really drill on stuff until you have it. You know, it's what I've always told people in my own classes and things that I've always believed, you know. It just seemed like very much a good fit. I wasn't all that jazzed about starting with Ruby, but I really started to like Ruby over time. You know, I came from a sort of more like C-sharp and Java-type background. And, you know, serious, oh, oh, I used to teach a class called Object-Oriented Analysis and Design Using Java and the Unified Modeling Language, which is an interesting, you know, I can write all kinds of interesting diagrams, but there's not a whole lot of use for it, I mean. So anyway, I had a lot of those kind of abilities and skills, and they needed to be pulled together in something. And web development is sort of the way to go right now, it seems, if you really want to find work. So I got into this. Here I am getting close to the end. Nice. Where, where are you right now in the curriculum? I'm in the second to last one, the object-oriented JavaScript, which is a struggle for me. I mean, for some reason, I'm, I don't know whether I'm getting burned out or whether uh, it's just, uh, you know, a bit too loose, you know, 15 different ways to do the same thing kind of thing. <laughs> and you've got to learn all of them, you know. Uh, yeah, this one from Ruby. <laughs> yeah, it's Ruby is a little more straightforward, and it didn't even seem terribly straightforward getting into it, just because everything is an object. You know, mm-hmm. things behave differently from when you're in a strongly typed language, which I really come from mostly. So, what are you kind of said you wanted to level up or or learn more, and that's how you that's why you pursued launch school. What are your goals after launch school? I think there were some holes in my current understanding. You know, you always have to be upgrading your skills. Now I have all these freshly minted upgraded skills and I expect I can find a nice remote position making six figures somewhere, you know, writing uh, Ruby, Ruby on Rails, JavaScript type stuff. You know, that's kind of what I have in mind. We'll see what happens. Do you think you want to do Capstone or you want to just finish with Core? You know, I talked with Chris about Capstone and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, but it would be another six month commitment probably. And, uh, I really kind of need to find work, so I may and I may not. Um, I may simply take what I've learned and see if I can apply it. Capstone is really designed, you know, Chris and I talked about it, and I don't want to misspeak about what Chris said, but I think he's really said that all of the uh, data that he has is for people that are just getting started, finding better jobs than they would find if they, you know, sort of self-taught and came Mm -hmm. in a program position, that you can find advanced positions with no uh, specific job experience, little to no job experience in the, in the field. And I think that's very true. I'm sure it is. If I might ask, what's your background? I was a high school English teacher. There you go. I mean, that's an example. I have a brother, <laughs> yeah. by the way, who's a high school English teacher. So there. Oh, man. There, I know, I know awesome. where, 
We're, I mean, I kind of have some understanding of what you need to be able to do. We're all the same. And good for you. That's a great, a great thing to be able to do. But now you're going to be a, a programmer, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, to me, the capstone thing is a way of really taking that and giving you some real-world experience in how you apply those skills, which mm-hmm. is very important because then you can come out and say, well, we did this and I know this. The, the skills they give you are much more thorough than what a typical person breaking into this profession gets. Mm-hmm. Much more thorough. So you come in as sort of a finished professional which is a very good thing. I mean, I'm a, a already a professional, not as terribly finished as it might be, but now I'm, I have a lot of, I mean, having 30 years of programming experience means that I'm looking for different positions than the typical capstone graduate, perhaps. Right. Well, that and makes sense. Into management more or something like this. I don't know. In some mm-hmm. ways there's an unknown. When I get a job, I'm sure I'll come back and tell everybody what my, what my uh, experience was, you know, <laughs> As it is right now, I'm a little bit up in the air, not quite sure. What yeah, and that makes sense. Kind of like you said, capstone bridges that gap of experience mm-hmm. of, you know, we don't have CS degrees and we haven't worked for right. a bunch of time, but you actually do have all those things. Well, I have a music so you don't... degree, but yes. I <laughs> well, but the experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did electronic and computer music, so I know a little bit of that. So, I mean, we did That's awesome. related, somewhat related. Um, mm. I kind of feel like I'm not sure where I'm going to wind up. I guess that's what I'm, it's like, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. build, building it right now. Uh, I've upgraded right. my skills considerably in web development and of course in Ruby. Now I know post SQL instead of just my SQL and, and SQL server. You know. So I've got a third SQL management package going on you know, and that's, something you can use too. You know. So we'll see where it takes me. Hopefully making more money than I was before I came in. <laughs> that so would be a good result. We'll have this interview again in six months and I'll, we can answer that question <laughs> yeah. better. We'll do a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening right now, email hello at logical.com and ask for a follow-up with Bob. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I'll see if I can fit myself into a schedule. <laughs> I hope I'll remain a part of the community after I've graduated. Yeah. I love the people we have got, got to be part of. You know, they're just a lot of wonderful people. Absolutely. I guess looking at your experience in, in core, looking at how the curriculum works or something to that nature, is there anything that's been maybe a struggle for you or maybe that didn't come naturally in anything like that? I was surprised at how rattled I get in interviews. You know, I'm sitting here, well, I've got a thousand hours of. <laughs> Teaching experience, standing in front of crowds doesn't bother me at all, you know. But then when I get, I'm a little dyslexic. So when I get a, a loop, I can get it backwards, you know. I can get things out of whack. I can make errors and stuff. And I get nervous about that. And so I got rattled in a lot of my interviews. I've gotten better about that. I mean, I never got so rattled I really got a downgrade, I mean, serious downgrade, but I always got pinged a bit, you know. Um, we need a little more work at this and so on. You started off well, and you got rattled and nervous, and you know things didn't go out so well. And of course, five minutes later, I came up with a perfect solution to whatever I was given. Once Sir John wasn't staring at me, you know, <laughs> it's the stare. It's always the stare. And, he wasn't even, and there wasn't even a video, you know, and he was still staring. At me. <laughs> but you know, but you know, he's staring at you. <laughs> you could feel I don't it. Think he means to be intimidating, but he is. Yeah. No, I mean, all kidding aside. 
I, I tend to get rattled in those. I was surprised. I'm glad I went through the study groups. Mm. You know, Catherine put out, was putting out study groups at the time. And, and, you know, I was getting up and showing up at seven o'clock in the morning and doing those. <laughs> and I, I thought I'd have no trouble. And the first time I just got completely flat, flabbergasted. So, you know, it, that's one of the things I struggle with. And right now, as I said, in this last class, I'm beginning to feel a little burnout, maybe. Uh, but I'm mm. finding myself a bit slow to finish. And then the next one, hopefully, will be easier just because I've got a lot of background experience using the DOM and all that sort of thing. That's good. So then on the flip side, is there a particular part of it that you felt like was easier for you or you just excelled at? Well, I'm very good at writing up stuff and learning things that way. You know, I mean, I, I know I, having a background in teaching, having a background in courseware preparation, I tend to do, you know, I mean, you learn knowledge in my mind by a, pro, a four-step process, receive, learn, apply, teach. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to really learn it, you have to teach it in some way. And the way that I teach it, if I, you would, is by writing up something that explains the concept. So I've found that that really works for me to gain the knowledge and get it really bone deep. You know, I have many, many pages of study materials that I will find a way to turn into articles and share, you know, once I have some time with it. But, uh, you know, went very deep into some concepts as well. And in some ways, I can just use those and drop them into assessments, although I've gotten a bit of a, you know, don't want to get that detailed in the assessments. We don't need that much information, you know. So I get kind of that, that sometimes. <laughs> <as feedback. laughs> but uh, it really helps me to clarify the way that I explain things when I say, how would I explain this to somebody who doesn't understand it, you know. Mm. And so I write those things up, and I put them in sometimes when I think they might be helpful. When I do the problems, I write you know, my own, when I write my own unique solution, you know, I try to find something unique for one. I don't want to just repeat what everybody else says, but uh, something that uh, helped me understand it. If I write it up, it's easier for me to explain or to have, have it for, in my own. If I have to explain it later, you know, I've, I've already got it in my head. Mm-hmm. So that works well. I think I'm pretty good at that, actually. I've gotten actually some nice feedback from people who found my write up. You're the second time I've so I appreciate it. I'm glad I could help. But it also is as much help to me as it is to anybody else. Yeah, I can I can distinctly remember several times in different exercises of me not understanding like the given solution or not understanding the problem fully. And I would I would actually just go looking for your name. I was like, if Bob oh, solves this nice. problem, Bob will help me if it's in here. <laughs> I'm honored. If you have any questions, you know, feel free to get in touch with me. But I can, now that you're you've got other people. JavaScript questions. JavaScript is a weird language. Well, do feel free. And if I can, if I can teach myself something by answering it, I will. Of course, if I answer <laughs> it, I will teach myself something. So. One, one last question here, and then also just anything else you'd like to add. Question is: If if there's somebody else that's considering launch school, maybe they're interested in programming, they like the mastery based, but they're at a similar life stage, or maybe they've worked somewhere else for decades. And they're kind of like, you know, at this point, should I really go to launch school? Is it really worth my time? What, what advice or encouragement would you give them? So you're talking to somebody like me in their sixties or something. Yeah. Like somebody in their sixties, somebody who's concerned that they might be too old to do something new. If, yeah, if you have that concern, you can ask yourself, how old will you be when you get done with it? And then ask yourself how old you will be at that time if you don't do it. And ask yourself whether it really makes any difference, you know. I mean, one of the things I can say is it's partly in my upbringing. You know, my father was mm-hmm. a law professor at Notre Dame. 
for 57 years. He started when I was two days old, and then he had a fall on his way into the office at the age of 86, I believe, or 85. Kind of paralyzed himself, unfortunately. Wound up spending a year in rehab, taught himself how to type again after six months, finished working on a book he'd been working on after the next six months, and then up and died. <laughs> so, I mean, the question really is, can you be doing something productive with you know, your later life? Yes, you can. You know, when he was uh, had that fall, he was the longest tenured professor at Notre Dame and also the oldest one at age 85, and he was still teaching medieval ecclesiastical law and all sorts of other interesting things like this. So, you know, I have that background. You know, my mother started getting uh, Alzheimer's and had to retire as a professor as well. But she taught until she couldn't anymore, you know. And my feeling is you do things, as my father once said when he was in his, well, he was a little younger than I am now. He was like 63. I'm going to be 65 this year. And he said, I asked him, do they make you retire when you're 65? He says, no. I said, are you going to? He said, no. I'll probably keep teaching until I die or until my colleagues colleagues come up and tell me I can't hack it anymore. And sure enough, he wound up teaching for another 23 years after that. So, you know, you, it takes what whatever you can do, do. If you want to do programming, then do it. By all means, do it. I mean, the cost of this thing is about the cost of, a, of your cable bill. <laughs> Not a whole lot more than your cable bill. If you have trouble affording it, quit watching TV, you know. <laughs> Unless you need to watch TV, too, then find 200 bucks. I mean, it's really one of the things that impressed me the most about this is it's a significant cost, but it is far from being unaffordable. It's not like you're dropping 10 grand on four weeks of work like a lot of these other ones are, you know. You're paying $200 a month, and that works out to quite a bit of money in the end. If you go for two years, you're at, you know, five grand anyway. But it's very reasonable for what you get. You know, you get the right amount of uh, help. You have to do a lot of self-study. You know, you're not going to be led by the hand. You have to do a lot of self-study. You have to follow the materials. The materials are very good. They don't leave gaps in what you're trying to learn, which is one of the things that a lot of materials do do. So these are very well-designed materials. You can start at the beginning. You can make it to the end. And you can get all the help you need which is you don't need a heck of a lot of help, but you do need help sometimes. I'm trying to do this and that and whatever, X, Y, Z, and it seems like I'm getting this instead. Somebody will come up and help you. You know, that's what the TAs are for, and they do a great job of it, a great job. So you have all the help you need. Why not? Even if you don't make a living at it, you're only paying the cost of a cable bill. You know, I mean, if you even did it for fun, it would be worthwhile. Mm. So... That's what I got to say about that, I guess. <laughs> well said. Well said. That's, that's very true. And it's true of older people as it is with younger people. I mean, the same things really are true of both sides. I mean, but, it's but true. Uh, you know, it's really in the end, you do what you love to do. Don't you want to do what you love to do instead of just finding a job? You know, So do something that you love. And, and uh, you know, this thing, if you love programming, and I get fascinated by programming. And I, I have two sides to that. I have the sort of left brain. I love to sit down and analyze a problem. But I also have the I love to get up and talk. You know, I'm, in, I'm a musician and performer at heart. So, you know, teaching was great for me because I got to do both. You know? mm. But if you have both a creative and an analytical streak, programming is a great place to go. Because you need to be creative. 
Absolutely agree. I, I didn't think I'd be able to find another career that I love as much as teaching high school English and uh-huh. programming. It's definitely that. Well, good. Maybe you'll teach programming sometime. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be very surprised. I mean, if you have the teaching <laughs> bug, it's, you know, I mean, I have the teaching bug. Obviously, I come from a family of professors. My mother used to <laughs> grin at me and say, you're a born teacher, even when I was little. I used to get, I mean, I love getting up and people, you know, traveling all over the country is great for a while. After a while, you know, especially if you meet someone and need to settle down, you can't be without that person. That happened to me, so I got out of it. But I was all over the country, you know, having fun, walk into a class, teach a week, come home, go to the next one. And uh, I lived in Sedona, Arizona, and didn't have to work there. Didn't like working in Detroit, living in Detroit and never working there, so I moved to a place I really wanted to be. So, I mean, there's a lot of wonderful opportunities that you can find in this business, especially now that the remote capabilities are getting stronger. You know, I mean, after Mm -hmm. COVID, one of the gifts that COVID has given us is that people are no longer quite as afraid of uh, letting people work remotely, Mm -hmm. especially when they don't need to be face-to-face with people all the time. You know, it's an interesting world we're coming into right now where we can do some of the things that we want, We'll find a job that we love and do the things that we love and pull them all together, have a better work-life balance, you might say. Mm, absolutely. Thank you for sharing these things with us. Of course. I, I guess the, the last thing is just, is there anything else that you'd like to share Maybe with the communities, the mm-hmm. launch school, anything? No, I've said my piece. I think, but the things that I really care about here, the things that are important to me, I think I've been able to share, you know, especially in your last question. Like, okay. What do you do when you're old and thinking about coming into this, which is not the way you put it. I understand that. There's nothing wrong with being old. <laughs> I'm quite happy being old, and I've never been diplomacy has never been one of my real strong suits. Any diplomacy I have is a skill I learned when I got old. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, I and it's it's honestly that. it's also an honor to see who the real Bob Rhodes is. Well, thank so. you so much. It's an honor to have been asked. Yeah, thanks for your time. By all means, stay in touch. Thank you. See, wasn't that fun? Tyler, Chelsea, and Bob were such a treat to talk with. And I love how even though they're very different from each other, I found all three of them very relatable. I just love it here. I love Launch School. (laughs) Well, if you have an idea for a Bytes episode focus or a question, or if you have an idea of who we should interview, or really any podcast idea at all, we'd love to hear it. You can send an email to hello at launchschool.com, subject line, podcast. Thanks for sticking around until the end, and this is your friendly reminder to push to GitHub before adding those bonus features. Thank me later. Have a good one.